Hey everyone, make sure you stay tuned to this podcast because we're going to talk about the last week in gaming, including the new Switch and the new FIFA. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome everyone to the streamcast. My name is Brexit Blackamora and it didn't come home. And I'm oh, going by. My name seems very conservative in comparison. Uh Tanjiru. I'm just Tanjiru. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Could have warned me you were coming in with such a bomb. I would have picked a yeah, better yeah. name. <laughs> you know what I'm about. <laughs> And on this podcast, we're going to go straight into it. We're going to talk about the biggest piece of news over the last week. The new Switch, Switch OLED. It's not quite a pro, so I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know whether this is meant to be a good thing or not, because I don't think there's that much difference. I mean, is it really the the biggest piece of news from last week? Are you sure? Gaming news, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, slim pickings, isn't it? We the the barrel is, is scraped, but it's yeah. scraped dry, man. When it was announced, it did cause a lot of traffic. A lot of people got excited because it's Nintendo. It's a new console. Yeah. Anytime Nintendo do anything, people are excited. And then after a couple of days, people start to settle down and like deep the facts. Huh. We're basically being sold the same console again for even more money. <laughs> yep. So the standard switch is about 6.2 inches, a mm-hmm. standard LCD screen. We're going to get a 7-inch OLED screen with this new model, a wider kickstand, new built-in speakers, a LAN port in the dock, and 64 gigabytes internal storage, which is double the standard size. Mm-hmm. The only two things that I recognize as being any different are the storage and the screen size that is going to appeal to anyone. I don't think that this justifies anything. Like, even with the 3DS and other versions of different consoles, there has been a genuine justifiable reason for them to exist. Like the SP, for example, the 3DS, as I aforementioned, fundamentally different there is nothing fundamentally different about this switch OLED apart from the type of screen it is and it doesn't sorry go on I was was gonna say uh I mean you did mention that they they add a new LAN port but they also remove a USB port if that helps just gonna throw that in there so not only have they not improved the original switch (laughs) (laughs) they've made it Worse, what? Just uh, okay, bad. Good, um, good, good. What are your thoughts, Isaac? Uh, I mean, if someone who had n- never owned a switch before wanted to get into it, um, I think this is the way to go. Uh, the, the white is really nice, I think it will, you know, fit in any like modern apartment. Um, especially if like you want to give more of like an, an adult vibe, like if you want a more like monochrome uh color palette. Um if you really enjoy handheld gaming, then this is great. 
uh, it's got a clearer screen. Um, it's a little bit bigger. Uh, and if I, and then you don't have to buy a LAN port. That's all I got. That's it. That's because you're right. They, they no, you know, honestly, they've done nothing. And a lot of people wanted it to be like 4K. Um, but it's not, it's still the same like 1080p when docked. Um, honestly, it's not much to say. There's literally not much to say about it. Um, yeah, yeah I you? hear you. I, I hear you loud and clear. If it sounds like we're struggling to talk about this topic, it's because this topic is a struggle. <laughs> so, <laughs> first. <laughs> So first of all, I'm confused as to why Nintendo didn't even announce this during E3. Maybe this was a point by Nintendo. But surely it would make more sense to announce this in your E3 presentation. Maybe the cynic is thinking we don't need E3 to announce it. So we just did it on a random Tuesday or whatever. Mm. But other than that, this new version of the Switch still doesn't have Bluetooth. It's a handheld console that doesn't have Bluetooth. Why? Why? What am I going to connect my AirPods to? Like, they're not asking the real questions and they're not making the real changes that people want. You've got to give the people what they want and they haven't. Because honestly, like, the way I'm looking at it is the the base switch is is your the switch that you, you kind of build. It's got the, the bare minimum functionality. So if you want to have a better online experience, you get a, a LAN adapter. If you want to have more storage, you get your extended storage. Um, if you want a better sound experience, you get your your USB jack and you plug it in. I don't know if it's got a space. You might have to use the, the little port underneath, but there's probably an adapter that you can use. Um, for me, the like now that this has come out, like I thought the original Switch was meant to be like you know the base model where it's just accessible now because even the price of that has gone down and you can get one for like 270 now it's not a lot but 30 pounds could be you know a new game so like you know don't look it in the face um this seemed like their chance to really like that like, make a difference so everything that might have been wrong or missing in the old switch like put it in and then make it better um and it's they haven't done that i don't know why they've really for me personally i think they've dropped the ball here um because no one's excited. I Yeah, agreed. It doesn't it's such change... a weird... Sorry. Continue. I was going to say, it, it doesn't change your experience unless you are, you know, playing, like, handheld. Um, and I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I never want to play my Switch, like, like, in a park with some friends, just on the table. I would rather have them at my place. Because if some dickhead comes along and kicks a ball at my Switch and it breaks my switch, it's now a whole thing because I can either be like super angry and aggro and aggressive and they're just going to want to, you know, run away and I'm not doing anything. I can be civil and be like, okay, you've, you've broken my switch. How are we going to do this? Are we going to exchange bank details, whatever? And they might just, you know, they might not be up for that. Like they, they might take the piss. Um, am I going to go to small claims court for that? Like, is it really worth all that hassle and trouble? Because like, at the end of the day, it's, like, £270 is a lot of money, but if I got to hire, like, a lawyer or something or, like, take some time off work to do this, um, I you know what? Here's the situation, yeah? I either have to just really put my foot down and they're not an absolute dickhead or 
I've got to take an L. I ain't doing that. My Switch <laughs> stays at home in its dock. That's where I play it. They have given me no incentive to change this. Um, so, so yeah, I don't want this console. Sorry, what were your thoughts? You were about to say something and I went on a ramble. I can't remember now, but I, I do, do apologize. I, <laughs> it's all right. I do know that I agree with you. I have no intention of, of playing my Switch handheld anymore. I will either play with friends at my place or online. I mean, it is good if, you, if you're going out somewhere, like you've booked a place and you and mm. your friends are going there and you're having games night or something. Everyone can bring their Switches and, you know, it's all a laugh. That's different. Yeah. But as you said, you know, going to a park or on a commute or at a restaurant or something, I don't see myself doing that anymore. And because of that, I don't see myself even flinching to get this OLED. I don't know what to tell anyone. And I don't know why anyone would buy it unless you don't already have a Switch. Do the same thing, play the same games. Um, it's still going to be 720 when undocked. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I... Same Joy-Cons, which yeah. means same drift. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they haven't fixed the real problems that people have been complaining about, the actual consumers, the actual customers who actually spent money on your goods mm. and have said, hey, we really love this piece of kit, but there's this issue going on with it. They haven't fixed that. They were like, here's a new fresh coat of paint. That's a problem. That is a big problem. And it's an even bigger problem when you find out it's meant to be going out for $349.99. I don't know how much that is in pounds. I'd guess around 300 but... I think I reckon we're still going to get the same. I think they're going to do the thing where like it's the same in US and pounds anyways. They're just going to do that. They can't do that. They, oh, I think that's what's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> no, genuinely, I think that's going to happen. I, I think they will go 320 in GBP. Okay. No, if you say so. I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you have a Switch already, I advise you not to get it. <laughs> so, Now, unless you, you love playing in a handheld mode, I don't think there's a point. And if you do love playing in a handheld mode, like, maybe just get the, the light. It'll be cheaper. And if you're going to mostly play in handheld mode, then it looks better like genuinely i saw the light and i was like oh i don't need or want this but <laughs> I, I do i wouldn't mind having it because it does look really nice um but yeah i don't i don't see the point of this new console people will buy it though guaranteed. of course yeah. i'm convinced now that the switch is going to outsell the ps4 now because of this people will buy it and then realize in three months time that they don't need it nor will they use it but People will buy it because it's a new thing to have. It's like when Apple released a new iPhone every few years. People just believe that they have to have it. So they buy it. Oh. I agree with your point. The Switch Lite is actually an alternative to the Switch because it's handheld exclusive. It's a different version of the Switch. And I can understand why people would get a light and a regular Switch. I don't understand why people would get an OLED Switch when you already have the OG Switch. That's just me, though. Mm. I mean, if I had like just like you know an extra three hundred pounds lying about that I didn't care about, yeah, why not? I'll get another one. No, who cares? Um, but it does the job, so I'm alright. Yeah, 
maybe we're out of touch though so if you are listening or watching this podcast please drop a comment let us know on twitter or instagram streamcast underscore what your thoughts are on the new switch oled will you be getting one also last week we got a state of play <laughs> what are your thoughts on the state of play did you watch it I thought it was really good. I I made notes on like you know a couple of games that I quite liked. Uh, so I'll start with um, Sifu. Actually, I don't think we saw a lot more, but we've. I didn't even give us an actual release date. It just said early twenty twenty two. It was nice to see Sifu again. I was already <laughs> excited for this game, and uh, we saw more of it. So I guess that just shows that you know that. Still working on it, we're gonna get it eventually. Um, it was good seeing more Demon Slayer. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think you know, it's, it's basically gonna play exactly like the Ninja Storm series from the extra bits we saw. Uh, and I, it just got me thinking like, when I was younger, I loved the Ninja Storm series because it allowed me to to replay like you know, the anime, like scene for scene, yeah. and I loved mm. that. Um, but now. I I don't I, I'm not in that same mindset. I don't want mm. to, and I think it's because of all the Naruto games and the Dragon Ball Z games, where like you play that story over and over, and it's like, yeah, I get to do the same thing over again. And I think about it now, and I'm like, I don't want to do the same thing over again. This that's a time sink. Like, yeah, I've really watched it, and watching it is less effort than actually playing the game. Um, so instead of being able to like sit down with my favorite meal and watch Human Slayer, <laughs> I now have to play it. No, 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 <laughs> I've really done this. Um, but no, it looks pretty cool. And I guess if the the fighting, uh, the, the two-player fight mode is good, um, I think I'll pick it up. I think I'll 100% pick it up. Uh, uh, there are some other games, but, you know, I'll, I'll let you, uh, you know, take it over a bit because I want to waffle on too long. I'll, I'll <laughs> waffle on all day. Okay, I will echo your point. Sifu was, as still is, the game that I'm most excited about when it comes to the games announced during the state of play, apart from Death League, of course. But maybe even more so, just because it's a kung fu game, and that's just something that I grew up on. I watched kung fu movies growing up, and mm. it really takes me back to that time. So I'm quite looking forward to recreating some of those scenes and just having fun i kind of forgot it was meant to be coming out this year so when they said 2022 i was like oh okay and then everyone on twitter was like oh they pushed it back blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, it's, mm. it's it's yeah so when i realized that that i was a bit gutted but mm. i would much rather wait till the new year and get like a fully polished complete game than mm. get a rushed mess i do agree I will say they did something pretty cheeky. So like, yeah, there's the mechanic where every time you die, you age, and that just shows that you're better at country, you're a bit more wiser, and all that. They had a little countdown for all the deaths, and then when they did the release date in the same UI as the countdown for the deaths, they put a 2021, and then it went down again to 2022. And I was like, you fuckers, did you? <laughs> I do the same. It was very trolly, but. Ah, uh, but no, I thought it was a nice little touch. Actually, no, I don't because it's coming out later. Either for troll's sake, I thought that was a great touch. Everything else, I hate them for it. Um, because I want to play this game, I want it in my hands right now. But, um, <laughs> I'll let you continue. Apparently, Absolver is 
the prequel to that game. So that's something you can try now. You can download it from the PlayStation Store if you're interested okay. in such game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got a 7 out of 10 on Steam. Nice. Oh, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> you got to check that Metacritic rating, though. Check that do Metacritic. I, do I trust Metacritic, though? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But uh, on to your point about Demon Slayer, I am not sold on it because mm. we are in an age of Netflix anime. And then by that, I mean seasonal anime where you get an anime for 10 or maybe 25 episodes. And then it just goes on cooldown for like a year or two. As opposed to when we were growing up, we used to get anime episodes on a weekly or sometimes on a daily and we'd get breaks off the seasons but it would feel different those seasons would be like maybe 50 episodes long mm. so i don't know if there's been enough of demon slayer for me to be as excited for this game as i would be a naruto game mm-hmm. it does look like your standard cyber connect 2 game sega's publishing it so i'm pretty sure it's going to be a good game if I do end up getting it, I'm using the Japanese voice track because that was the first time I heard the English voices and it just didn't work for me. So, I, and I'm a dub apologist. So, because of Dragon Ball Z, I watched a lot of anime in dub just because I felt like that was the way. And it wasn't until One Piece that I switched to listening in the Japanese version. So, yeah, listening to Demon Slayer in English was a bit uncomfortable. Some anime still know how to do it right. Like I'd say My Hero Academia does a good job of a dub. But other than that, mostly we we want that original Japanese voice cast. And that's what I'll be using. What was your favorite thing from the State of Play announcement? Unless it was something that uh, you already talked about. Deathloop. I think it's still Deathloop. Um, it, It just looks fun. I know they they went over like certain new. I think they they walked you through like like a mission. It was a new mission. It was a new person mm-hmm. to kill. But I I've been watching Deathloop and like every time I watch it, I'm like, this seems so familiar. This seems so familiar. This seems so familiar. Yeah. I may have spoken about it before, but um, like it was made by Arcane, uh, and they're the same people behind Dishonored. And I was like, ah, that's it. Um, mm. because I think like there was one part where you just toss someone in the air and you throw them off a cliff and I was like that's just fun like just that little interaction I find that a lot of fun um, and it's just little things like that that are making me really excited to play this game like the guns look again like like a lot of fun the way that the sort of spoiler alert for the game the, the first boss was killed like there's this weird club and all the people in this club they have to go on stage and talk about why they're like so like evil or why they're such deviants. And if everyone agrees, like, oh yeah, this guy is this guy's up there, he's terrible, then he's allowed to live. But if he's not, then they open a trap door and then they die. Um <laughs> and yeah, you know, and then your target gets on stage and like they were like, Don't kill him just yet, just just have a look to see if this is the guy. And then the guy on stage was talking, and he was like, he was really cocky, he was really arrogant, he was really full of himself. And then the narrator was like, yeah, yeah, this is our guy. Um, and then you kill him. And just little things like that. Like It, it seems like there's a bit of personality to this game. Um, and like, you know, the whole, like, you know, time loop and all that, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, for me personally, I found out that Julianne was one of the eight people you have to kill. Didn't know this. I thought there were eight people, and then she's just like being hired by them to just annoy you yeah. throughout the whole game. Um, so that was new to me as well. And and yeah, every time I hear more from this game, I'm just like, yeah, I I'm into it. I want to play it. But best of all, I don't have to get it yet. Do you know why? I want to play Dishonored One and Two because I haven't played them yet. It feels like I need to play those games and then I can play Deathloop. So I can wait until September. I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit for this game. I can wait. There's stuff to to keep me. But yeah, Deathloop. I love so, what I saw. Are you gonna be playing this one as one and two over the summer? I'm gonna try to. Um I'm probably gonna okay. play one chapter. <laughs> And that's as far as I'm going to get. <laughs> like, you know when you say to yourself, I'm definitely going to play this game. And then two years later, it's still on your shelf. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and play it, but I don't, I don't see it happening. What about yourself? What was your uh, favorite part? I did like the Death Stranding announcement, but I'm not going to play that. So moving on. Well, what did you like about Death Stranding? Go on, tell me. The visuals. That's PS5. So Deathloop. <laughs> Deathloop. I re- yeah, Deathloop was my favorite bit just because it gave us a little bit more than what we knew before that point, which is really what a showcase is meant to do. It's meant to get you more excited for a game. It's meant to add to information that you already have as you know a consumer, as an individual. And I think they did that. They went into certain powers that you can use and collect. And I really like that. There's a a lot of skills that I think I can see myself trying to get. And I think definitely is going to be very fun. It looks like it's going to be a very creative game of in, in how you kill your enemies. And yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on it. It seems like it's going to be very wacky and a game that doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it's got a story, but it's going to allow for, you know, humor. And I like that. I like stuff like that. No, it's fair enough. Um, like I completely agree. I think there's going to be a lot of humor to it, and the fact that like when you play to get certain like hints and tips, you've got to like listen to what the goons are saying because that can help you like plan your mission. Which means they're they're gonna squeeze in some humor there. Like they have to. No one wants to listen to some boring conversation. But yeah. I don't know, like I was doing my boss's taxes and like here's <laughs> none of that, none of that. Um, yeah. And I think another thing. There's one thing I was thinking about. So, like, a music plays when Juliana comes along and she tries to kill you. And that can be another character. So, the fact that one of the bosses you have to kill is going to be another character, is that going to cause problems? Because let's say the person playing Juliana is really skilled and really experienced. They're, well, they're just going to pick off new players. And vice versa, if Cole is really skilled and experienced, then a new Juliana is not going to stand a chance. So then my question becomes... Is this going to be a game that like you need to play with online functionality, or can you just like go offline mode all the time and it won't change your experience? Because um, if so, then fair enough. But otherwise, I can see people getting annoyed, um, which also leads me to another question: uh, Will I think? Well, not a question, a statement. I think this game is going to have a lot of replayability because once you've like done all eight bosses and you've got all your power ups and all that good stuff. I'm sure you can like just run through the game in a mm-hmm. couple of hours, probably, which which goes back into my other point. Like pro players, is there going to be a lobby where like people have 
like, will they be able to like separate the lobbies to people who are really good at this game and want to just like the Colts and Juliana's fight each other, or is it going to be a case where you know newer players won't be paired up with those like much better players because that's that is that's the campaign you can't ruin the campaign like yeah now what are your thoughts i think that's a lot of good questions i obviously don't know the answer to these but i think that that is probably the best way to go down i think you do want the option of just offline play it's just mm-hmm. you and the story and juliana's com- controlled by cpu mm-hmm. and if people want to have invading juliana's they can i think that's a great move i think that's a great idea i also believe that they should be some sort of balancing act so if you are new to the game of death loop you shouldn't be up against a juliana who's already played the game for 50 hours and vice versa if you're a an experienced cult, you should have an experienced Juliana to face off against. I think they should do stuff like that. I don't think that's impossible. I don't think that's in the outside the realms of possibility to do. So I really think Arcane and Bethesda should really implement those. And I hope we get more information because September isn't too far away. It's only two months away at this point. So I really hope we start getting some information about how the game is actually going to work. Yeah, that'd be nice because... I don't, you know, in Dark Souls, yeah, when like <laughs> you're playing and you just because you get to the boss and then someone invades you and mm-hmm. then they just take you out and you got to do all that again to get back to the boss, yep, and get your souls back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so pissed. Yes, I think if it is going to be that kind of game, they need to be honest about that because that can be off putting. Mm. Not everyone wants that kind of experience, and that's fine. I do think an experience like that could get people, you know, just rage quitting, dropping the game early, returning it. I do think they have to be careful and make choose a side and stick with it and just be honest. People mm. will still buy the game. People will make their own minds up. And if it's an informed decision, then it's even better for all parties. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you can resurrect those coal if you've got certain abilities, does make it easier. But uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, I forgot the name of the ability, but that's the one I really want. The one that's like, you know, quick time revive, not like go back to the last checkpoint revive. Yeah, yeah, just reverses time a little bit, like present style. Yeah, yeah, I want that. (laughs) Pretty good. That was the. uh, Anything else to say about the state of play? Uh, I wasn't that impressed with it overall. I thought it was quite sloppy. I thought it was quite average, actually. yeah, to be honest, I thought it was not the worst one they've done, but I think it is the worst that they've done since they've been doing single showcase uh, state of plays. Yeah. Just because I think the way they advertised it made it seem like it was going to be a death loops focused state of play. And that might have been my bad, that might have been their bad, but I think something was lost in communication. And because of that, it kind of felt like we got a lot of filler and then we got Deathloop and we got like 10 minutes of Deathloop, which is not the best. I think there are better ways to communicate that you're going to in a state of play with X amount of minutes approximately allocated to this game that we know you're interested to in and the rest of the time is going to be on other games. I think this is all about communication. Twitter has more than 140 characters. 
and I don't think there's a limit on Instagram, so there isn't really that excuse. Uh, yeah, I think clearer communication was ne was needed. Yeah, no, I agree because I honestly thought it was going to be a, a death loop presentation. Um, so when I've seen all these other games, I actually, I I skipped ahead because uh, I think there was like a little countdown to when it goes live. But I was watching it after the show, so like I just skipped all the way to what I thought was like the Deathloop bit. But then I saw Demon Slayer, so I so I stuck around for that. Um, and then when I finished it, like I. I went back to the start for some reason, and there's even more stuff there. So I was just very <laughs> ill-prepared for this. Um, and it, it was a bit of a letdown, because it would have been nice to get, like, you know, that 30 minutes of Deathloop, which is what I was expecting. But I guess, you know, I, I like you said, either miscommunication on their part or my part. But um, I don't know. I think Sony are pretty good with it, because uh, I think there was a disclaimer, and it said something like, there won't be this big game. There won't be this big game. There won't be that big game. And like it was managing people's expectations because they were like, nah, you don't get to be salty online. And for the <laughs> most part, I think it's worked because no one's getting salty that there's no, you know, God of War or anything like that. No one's like, you know, kicking up a fuss. You were told these games weren't going to be there. Um, and even like Nintendo do something similar at their directs. If they're going to do like an indie one, it's just only the indie games. Don't be expecting no Breath of the Wild or any game, big, big games that you're excited. No, it's just indie games. Um, yeah. I, I think it's really cool that they've done that. Uh, and again, it shows like, it, I mean, sorry to E3, but it, it shows that, you know, it's it's just a better medium to to let people know what's happening. Because um, that E3, you'd have this, this super long wait, and you wouldn't really know what's happening. And then you'd have to just, you're just open to speculation. But here, there's no speculation. It's going to be, you know, under an hour. We're going to give you this, this, and this. Um, it's definitely not going to be these. Um, but, you know, if, um, as long as it fits a certain category, it might be there. Um, and, yeah, it's quite refreshing to, to get your games news that way. And you get it more often, which is nice. Because maybe this one was disappointing, the state of play. Maybe it could have been more. But, like, we'll get another one. And that one might be good. And even if it's not great... There might be one or two games that we want to see there, and it's like, okay, great, I've got this information. Let's move on. So, um, so yeah, I, I no offense to E three, but little mediocre state of play is much better than a massive E three once a year, in, in my opinion. These, this is better. I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And yeah, everything we've just said kind of illustrates the point that we were making in our previous podcast that we just don't need E three. But what do the people want? The people want another FIFA. FIFA 22 has been announced to come out for the 1st of October on every console, basically. If mm -hmm. it can run games, it can probably run FIFA 22. Kylian Mbappe graces the cover once again. And we've got some news that essentially this is going to be running on an entirely new engine called Hypermotion, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, I think. Any thoughts, Isaac? Because I know that uh, you're a casual player of FIFA. You do enjoy it, but it, it's not your favorite game. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, when like me and some mates uh, go to play it, uh, they've, they've got FIFA 20. I think 21's the latest one. We haven't noticed 
we don't care. <laughs> We're there for vibes. That's it. Like, I, I don't know. I just put ball in there. Does it look good? Yeah, oh, fair enough. That'll do. Um, and honestly, like, every time, I've said this so many, every time New FIFA comes out, everyone gets it. Everyone complains. Everyone bonds over the complaining. Everyone forgets it. And then they play the game and then the cycle repeats. Uh, I'm used to this now and I think that's what's going to happen again. Uh, I don't I don't know if you play I don't know if you play the Volta at all. Maybe some people do like it. Um, oh, fair enough. Nope. Uh, people I know who have the game don't really talk about Volta but uh, maybe that's just me in a bubble so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, let's see what they do. Uh, I mean as long as they've got kickoff uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, have some mates like balling net. I think it'll be fine. People are gonna buy it. It's it's gonna be made for. Oh, actually, I was gonna say it was made for the PS5, but it's gonna be made for all consoles. Yeah. You said it's gonna be everywhere. Um, I guess maybe it'll look shinier on the PS5. Uh, it's it's FIFA. They put the ball in the net. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it says on the tin, really. Um, yeah. But I'll let you, a more seasoned FIFA player, uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? Well, this is just a personal gripe. This doesn't really mean anything. I have an issue with back-to-back cover stars. I, I think the spotlight should be shared because of how many successful top-level players there are. Mm. I don't think Mbappe had the greatest of seasons. And he certainly didn't have the greatest of European campaigns. Mm-hmm. So I disagree with the desire to have him on the cover again. I don't oh, like it. Oh, second cover in the row? Yeah, second, second in the row. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, if he wasn't on last year's, I wouldn't have minded if he was on this year's. But because he was, it I, it just, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I personally feel there are more important players. There are bigger players who had um, better domestic and European seasons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, personally, I, I would have loved to have seen Raheem Sterling on the cover. And yeah. you know, people can say stuff about global appeal and that, but I mm. do believe that the Premier League is the most watched league in the world. I do believe that people around the world know who Marcus Rashford and Raheem Sterling are. Mm. So, and FIFA sells itself. FIFA doesn't need a cover star. The cover star doesn't make FIFA. FIFA makes the cover star. People are going to buy that game regardless, mm-hmm. which is why ultimately my point is just a personal grievance and it's not like, oh, this game's going to be awful. It's just, I think a little bit more thought could have been put into this. Like, there are fans who are casuals and there's completely nothing wrong with that. And then there are more hardcore fans. And that, again, that's completely fine. And I'm one of those weird particular people who picks up on everything. And I think that every little thing matters. So for something like that, I think it's a really big deal who the cover star is um, in terms of aesthetic alone and design, but it's not going to stop me from getting the game because we have content to make. <laughs> I, I like the trailer. I'll always love the music that FIFA includes. They, they are like Mavericks and, and trendsetters when it comes to, um, soundtracks and yeah i know my brother's already pre-ordered at least two copies so i mean it's done its job the trailer didn't do much of anything other than saying new engine which is at least it looks like it's a it's a promise to the fans saying this is going to be a new experience for the first time in a long time 
we have to wait and see to see if there's going to be more with that or if it's just, you know, uh, lip service. But yeah, FIFA is going to chop the top charts. It's going to sell everywhere. It's FIFA. It's a football simulation game. Those games tend to do very well. But I guess what I really wanted to ask you, Isaac, is what would you change about the FIFA franchise? If you had the power to make changes for this FIFA 22 game, what changes would you make? That's a good question. Um, it's hard to say because they a lot they what you see when you're watching, you know, a Premier League game is what you'll see in FIFA. So on that regard, it's it's hard to say, you know, what changes you can make. So like, I I I kind of get why the games are like just tweaked ever so much like year on year because you know what else can you do um so i guess oh, it's just the easy answer like can i have fever street back again but i say this would it even do well now though because as much as i love fever street i don't think i'd play it again much like i'd i'd rather i'd rather play like you know 11 aside football instead of fever street um, now that I like, I think about it. Um, because, like, after you know the Euros, like I'm, I'm itching for FIFA a little bit. I want to like you know recreate <laughs> some of that magic. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and FIFA Street just, just isn't just isn't the same. It's not on the same like scale as the pre- like you said. Premier League is the most watched you know football out there. You're not. We're not getting you know like Volta on 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 ITV or like BBC One or, or Sky Sports One. It's, it's not the same. Um, so uh, what would I change? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, all, all I can say is, I don't know, maybe like tweak the the training mode so like it's easier to, to learn the game. But I think that's already there. Um, I don't use the training mode anymore because, you know, put ball in net, like <laughs> doing it for years. Like, I know the drill. Um, it, it's circle to shoot. This is not pro. Uh, circle to shoot, extra pass. Yeah, these things haven't changed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What what could you change? Uh, I think uh, my my ramble is going to be my answer. I can't give you anything solid. So I'm a, I'm a reverse Uno card that question to you. <laughs> what would you change? I think you made a good suggestion in bringing back FIFA Street. That's mm. basically the number one suggestion I would make off the top of my head and if you haven't yet please make sure to check out our youtube where troy has listed what he would change if he had the reins of fifa it's a great watch i highly recommend it and he said the same thing he said fifa street bring it back and we have the same opinion about volta it's nice but it's not street it doesn't do the job i think i've played it once and never touched it again because it plays too much like regular FIFA mode, mm. but in a cage. And that's not what FIFA Street is. It doesn't capture the spirit and the soul of it. I would probably say you don't want FIFA Street as a mode because it's so different mechanically. I think to maximize the potential of a new FIFA Street, I think you release a new game, whether that's a remaster or a remake. I think you make a new FIFA Street and you put that out. and. EA has enough money that even if it does fail, 
it's not going to hurt them. They're not going to run out of money. They're not going to go bankrupt. I think it's just a message that people don't really want People Street as much as they say they do. I think this would be a great litmus test because a lot of consumers say that they know what they want until they're given it and then they don't buy it. So I think FIFA Street would be something that would appease the masses. I would definitely buy it. I would definitely play it. I think FIFA Street is a game that you can get away with not releasing a new version each year as well. So whether, yeah, whether you release FIFA Street next year and then FIFA Street 2 in like 2024 or something like that, that's enough time for the game to be fundamentally different. And even if not, people are still talking about FIFA Street now, how many years after the first one. So Mm -hmm. maybe they would just play that one game for many, many years. That is the biggest change I would do. I would release FIFA Street as its own game. With the regular FIFA, I would uh, change the way free kicks and penalties are taken because I think they had it down right in the teen years. And for some reason, they changed it in the 20s. And it's just horrible. And it's just too much. FIFA has become really hard for new players to, to get the hang of, in my opinion. I think it was a lot easier in the previous games because literally anyone could pick it up and play. I think that FIFA needs that magic still because it's by far the most popular sport in the world. And I think the games need to replicate that. I think other changes are just minuscule things here and there. I think they need to do a big thing about the loot boxing uh, because that has been ruled gambling now by the house. Is that basically ultimate team, the loot boxes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. The House of Lords has uh, ruled that loot boxes can be classed as gambling. So I hope that FIFA, without having to be told and threatened with fines and stuff, I hope they just overhaul their ultimate team system. There's still a way to make it fun and competitive without doing all that. I don't really care for career mode. Um, the Alex Hunter stuff it never really appealed to me. So that doesn't do anything for me anyway. I don't have anything to say about that. But I, I can't lie. I do like what they've done with playing cup finals in exhibition mode. I love that. I love um, season mode. By that, I mean you 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 pick a team, you manage them, and you play all their matches. I love that. So, yeah, there, there's quite a lot that FIFA does do right, and we don't say that enough, so I want to say that now. But, yeah, FIFA Street is the main thing I'd change. And penalties. Oh, penalties. That is a touchy subject for the English. Um, but... <laughs> but if you are listening or watching this pod, let us know. Hit us up in the comments. What would you change about the FIFA franchise if you had the power? And our final piece of news. The Witcher is back. Season 2 is coming the 17th of December. Which is going to be good, I hope. Isaac, we already did a pod about Season 1. So, I mean, I think we found it quite good. What are your thoughts on Season 2 being announced? Uh, Honestly, I'm excited. And that is it. And this is not me not being enthusiastic. It's just because I think it's going to be good. So because of that, and I know it's coming out, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to watch any theories. don't watch any spoilers. I just want the 17th to come. Um, and then just, you know, just enjoy it. Like, I treat my games like that. Uh, next World of War's coming out. Next Horizon's coming out. I don't need to know any more about these games. They're, they're insta-buys. It's happening. Um, so, yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. Regarding Witcher, I'm very excited. As we talked about, I've yeah, I really enjoyed season one. 
and I'm quite excited to see how they build up on um, mm -hmm. on that. I know a lot of people didn't like the way that they went back and forth in time, just telling different stories. But I enjoyed yeah. that because mm -hmm. I don't know why I could tell that they weren't talking about all one time. I could tell they were jumping through different time periods. And because of that, I really enjoyed it. But I could see how very easily people could be put off by that because mm -hmm. God of War essentially did something similar and I didn't like that. So it's, yeah, it's all in the execution, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for season two, though. No, no, I see what you mean. Like, uh, I think I was told before I started watching that this would happen. So I guess it prepped me. Um, but there were, there were still certain things in season one that, like, even though I knew you were jumping, like, back in time, back and forth. Like, I think I missed the character's name here or there. So there's always characters just confuse me, like, why are you here? What is your role? But I hope they don't do that again, honestly. Just because... I know they have to, though, don't they? They have to. They have to continue that because there are different plot lines happening, like, in the past and in the present. So they've got no choice. They have to continue that. If I was in charge of it, I would mm. continue it. But mm. I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to drop it because a lot of people complained about it. And I think there was some sort of acknowledgement from the team behind it. I might be making that up, but I seem to remember people acknowledging, okay, people didn't like that. So mm. I think they might work on either phasing that out or making it really, really clear, like Obvious. black and white. Yeah, mm. making it really clear when they jump in through time. Mm. Either of the two. Um, I mean, here's the thing, right? When you say a lot of people, like, is it a case where the angriest people have the loudest voices? Because maybe it wasn't a lot of people that were upset. Like, I mean, I didn't really follow it the best, but I still got it, and I really enjoyed the show. And I feel like I'm the average consumer of of media on the Netflix. Um, the Netflix. And, the uh, Netflix! <laughs> the YouTube! Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, like if it's here's the thing, right? They did a really good job. Um, and if you've seen season one, you kind of know the vibes already. Like this is how it's done. Uh, as well as I'd like it for it to just you know be very linear. Um, if you handle season one, then why change it? Um, here's, here's the thing, right? I'm only changing my tone here because of these people being upset. And making the directors change their vision. I don't like that. <laughs> I've always hated that. And I cannot stand behind that at all. Okay. Like, if someone's got a vision for a way a show should be, unless they've done something that's really terrible, I don't know, like against human rights or something, just let them have their vision because it's probably better than what the fans want. Because before The Witcher came out, people didn't even know they wanted The Witcher. Sales spiked yep. after The Witcher came out. So mm -hmm. I don't want to hear any of that. Like, I. I'm changing my tune because I hate these people trying to change the, <laughs> the way the directors are doing it. Um, no, no, no like if people, <laughs> if uh, you know, if 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 the directors want it to be this way, I'd want it to stay that way as well. Because um, like they they know what they're doing, and we're just the viewers. I agree with that. I think you do have to trust the vision with it when it comes to a product that they are creating. I think. Just because we don't like a certain aspect of it, I don't think we should completely uh, rag on it just because um, I do think that we should try to give things a chance. 
I hope that people don't boy boycott it or just negatively review it if they keep this uh, storytelling technique in. I, as I said before, I do think they're going to modify it a little bit. But yeah, I do think we need to trust the people's vision who whose job it is to make this a success. Let's trust the vision and let them do what they see, what they see fit. If it doesn't work out, then oh well. But I think let's try and hang back on the mentality. Other small pieces of news. We already touched this in the last podcast. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut is coming. I think it's the 17th of July. Uh, did I write it down? I did not write no, it down. No, it's the, it's, the, it's the 20th of August. 20th of August, sweet. 20th of August. I'm a bit salty because basically I have to buy the PS4 and the PS5 versions if I want backwards compatible Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, which is annoying. So I probably won't Wait. get it. Wait, 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 but so hold on. Does the okay here we go? Because does the PS4 edition not come with the PS5 upgrade? The answer to that is no. You have to buy the PS5 upgrade to the PS4 purchase. Is the PS5 upgrade like ten or twenty quid though? Because it's an upgrade. Uh, yeah, it's it's like uh ten dollars. So I guess it'll be a tenner. That's not the end of the world for the director's. You get a whole new island. A, ten, yeah. a tenner. That's not bad. I'll think about it. It's, it's, not, it's the whole. It's a like, nah, come on. It's, it's a I'll, I'll nah, 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 why are you being salty? Like if you have to I'm, buy, I'm, I, I am a stubborn old man, and I was raised on the era of games were games back when games were games. <laughs> yeah, but like you're getting brand new content. Like I don't know why they call it a director's cut when it's clearly DLC. But like, hey, buzzwords, bro. <laughs> I, I DLC, that's bad. Director's cut. I want that. Oh, I see what that's good marketing. I see what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. Oh, fair enough. But a tenner, I think that's all right for a whole new island. I think it's because the PS4 director's cut is already $20. So, like, you're going to have to pay more. I, I don't know how much that's going to be in pounds. It's probably going to be £30. Mm. I'll think about it. I'm not happy about it, but I'll think about it because. I do want the Japanese voice syncing more than anything. Yeah. Wait, question. Because I think I think I'm getting a PS5 sooner than I thought. Um, <laughs> oh, I hate what Sony's doing. I hate it so much. Um, but do I need to reinsert the disc to be able to get the PS5 version of the PS4 game, even though I've got the save data on my PS4? I believe the answer is yes. If your PS4 copy is physical, then yes, your disc needs to be in the PS5. If we weren't doing the pod, if we weren't doing the record, then it wasn't my laptop on this this table. I just yeah, <laughs> frustration. Like what? Ah. <laughs> oh. To be fair, I don't own the game. I should probably have to buy it again. I thought eh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm, okay. And on that note. FIFA is doing dual entitlement once again, but this time you have to get the most expensive version of the PS4 FIFA for it to be playable on the PS5. That's the 90 quid one, isn't it? Yep. The, the, oh. And I hate that. <laughs> what do you even get with the 90 quid version? Like, that's the thing. What do you actually get? 
And if I know, I don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry. I buy the games and I play exhibition mode. And sometimes I do seasons mode with Man United, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not into Ultimate Team. That's not for me. <laughs> that's annoying. Because to be fair, they've got cross play. So get it on one console, keep it moving. I would say you're not going to miss out on anything. And. If the alternative is buying standard PS4 and standard PS5, I guess you just get ultimate PS4. Uh, you might as well just get a PS5 in that case. I mean, just, you might as well. I mean, treat yourself. because I mean, you're getting a whole new game. You might as well get a whole new console. It much. I mean, Why not? Well, yeah, why not? Just treat yourself. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. Treat yourself. <laughs> If you're on the if you're on the cusp of getting you know the PS5 and you're thinking, ah, oh, just, just treat yourself, like treat yourself. If FIFA's the reason you're getting the PS5, don't get it. Or used as a reason to buy the PS5. Okay, no, I know you're playing me, but no, that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, not to get not, not for FIFA. Not you can't for FIFA. Yeah, not for FIFA. Yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat, you'll uh, buy other games. You'll buy other games too. Well, treat yourself. Why not? Is, is your PS4 controller on the blink? Oh, might as well just get a new PS5. That is if your controller. <laughs> might, might as well. Might as well. Just go for it. Treat yourself. Well, this is why people want to get their Switch OLED because you know the Joy-Con drift might as well get a new Switch. No, no, but that's that's the exact same issue. That's the, exact... that's the same issue. <laughs> it is the same issue. My point has been made, Your Honor. I rest my case. <laughs> you didn't have to do me like that, Andy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much everyone who tuned in for this podcast if you are watching us on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the streamcast tap the bell so you get notified every time we drop a video and why not follow us on twitter and instagram streamcast underscore follow us on twitch streamcast tv and we are available almost everywhere you can get your podcasts spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and many, many more platforms. If we do not currently release our podcasts where you consume them, please let us know and we'll try to fix that. Take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Please stay safe now more so than ever. We'll see you on the next Streamcast.